0: This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information.
1: To the Detroit Sports Rag Podcast now. for February like 16th. The I'm apologizing right off the bat. I'm just completely out of sorts. The reason we're like seven minutes late, some shenanigans going on here at the yeah, what's
2: there, uh, Podcast what's, what's Detroit
1: on?
3: Studios. What is going on down here? We have.
1: You a, know,
2: it's not my fault.
3: Well, <laughs> you're complicit in the crime.
2: We have we come in
3: it's here. We're we're ready to have dun, dun, dun. a wonderful show. We're ready to go in on like the ninth scandal in this city in the last two months, <laughs> and we find out our entire file for the show is gone.
2: I seriously cannot find it anywhere.
3: There's only two people that have access to that to that file. That you did, you no. and Theo Gridiron no.
2: <laughs> And other engineers who do their own show that sometimes don't know what okay, the but hell they're doing. Okay, only one of them is
3: Theo Gridiron.
1: <laughs> he never goes
2: <laughs> on the computer. Look, I'm not getting to Someone has sabotaged our show.
1: Someone has sabotaged our show here at the uh, Podcast Detroit Studios <laughs> above Activate Gaming, and we only have one enemy in this whole entire. I mean, go look at the shows. I the undercard; those guys love us. It and the D. The uh, second-rated podcast in the so entire world, behind Bill Simmons. You. Those guys are big fans yeah. of us. I, listen,
3: okay. I think that you are just protecting Theo Spice. Yes. I don't think she. I don't think it was her idea. No, no. And you know, I've I've been in talks with Theo about a reunion tour. I don't know how this is going to play now because if he really did delete our file, I don't know if that reunion tour is going to happen with him and I. Look, th- that was as
1: as tentative as Axel and Slash getting back together. I mean, walking on eggshells the entire time, hoping that Justin Spiro gets back together with the lead singer, the
0: uh, (laughs) The forward down the
1: field. You know, if you don't know who Theo Grinard's Spite is, he's the guy when the Lions score a touchdown, which, you know, doesn't happen very often, but he's the one with, what, the hard hat on? Yeah. Yeah, like the cons- Lions the, construction hat, and he's got his own name on his jersey, right? Yeah, yeah. And he starts singing, "For we're down the field." That's him. That's Theo. He does a show here on Monday nights, right, Jessica?
2: Yes, yes, yeah. he does. I engineer it, and I like Theo. You guys are being mean.
1: Yeah, and okay. Now, who else doesn't? Who else isn't down with? <laughs> oh my the god, DSR? he
2: doesn't even touch the, the laptop, guy. Be a freaking the, conspiracy. The, the, the guy theory. I
3: have a key to the building okay. is the question. Because this on. could be like election when Reese Witherspoon tears down. The posters. Do you me know, a favor. I mean, will you talk first.
2: You know, so you I guys, look up you guys Twitter got your news. key fob first, so uh,
3: okay, first. But he has one. The point is, the, the point is the, Theo You and I on well, the, the file just got the You're helping my case here. Oh my god! He <laughs> just got the fob. The I operated
2: <laughs> his show on Monday. He doesn't operate his own show. I operate for him.
3: I think he Tracy flicked us. I think he he broke into the building. And, and tore down our theoretical posters, like in you know,
2: lecture. I action. think crack is whack. So what Does was, it make you paranoid if you smoke I, it?
3: Jessica, so what was You're deleted from our shooting. file?
2: Everything. The, the, whole
1: the whole file was gone. Is gone. So what was it. in that file? Like the album clips?
2: Yeah. Everything. The, just the, the yeah. system of a down
3: intro song?
1: Everything.
2: Yeah. It so,
3: just, it, this is an absolute travesty. I, I had been working on a reunion with Theo. We were, gonna, so we were going <laughs> to drop a new album.
1: Jan- okay, Jessica. This is how he does Jessica, me. I'm gonna give you <laughs> no. some
3: Jessica, I'm gonna give you
1: some information here. This is a tweet mm-hmm. from Theo Gridiron Spite. He goes at Gridiron Go <sighs> Lions, January third, twenty fifteen. I'll say this once and once only. I don't get down with DSR. That's not how I want to make a name
3: for myself. They are lying. There's motive. Yep, right there. And he's got- and you said he's got a father. He has he has the means and the opportunity. He's got motive, means, and opportunity. He's the only one, and you're covering up for
2: him. Means? That means he actually has to get onto the computer and go in and physically delete your file, which Look, he can't.
3: I, I have seen him. Because he's
2: sitting there talking with seen, his co-host. I have seen like him. Like you guys are doing right now I, while I'm pushing buttons and stuff. I have seen oh, him. And you just walked out of the room
1: to get a drink. Yeah, I, How long would it take me to have deleted Theo's file <laughs> if I wanted to? Check the computer. I didn't get there? a drink
2: this Monday because you know why? Dave came in because I was still super, no. super, super sick and took over for me. So maybe Dave oh. did it. Maybe Dave was conspiring oh. with him. Oh, you I get think, quiet I think then. It, I think it's huh? very Maybe obvious I, that this I, I seem suspect, but Dave doesn't. Look, notice. I wasn't prepared Theo, for this. shit. Theo did this, Me and, and
1: you are the one woman him. Warren
3: Commission covering up. We will confront the him on the show next
1: Monday night. And you know what? I think we should talk. Ken Kratz so to be a special prosecutor dramatic. to look into this. <laughs>
3: yes, I agree. I think our the shot that killed our file came from the grass uh, and all. You are you are okay. covering this up. We have someone who doesn't believe us. We're going to get into our first. You know,
1: I didn't have time to prepare for this because of the debauchery and the sabotage. So after the first break, I will read you some more tweets just to tell you the mindset of this guy. I do not want to be in the middle. And what Theo thinks of the DSR is a podcast saboteur. (laughs) Exactly. We have them on every coast. All right. So what are we going to talk about first? Now that the complete show's off the rails, we're completely off our game.
3: Just what, just what Theo wanted.
0: Yeah, he got what he wanted. Oh, my God. Look, I I
3: don't know. (laughs) This is going to become a women's rights activist show pretty soon, and it's not because that's the direction we want to go. But as long as people in our crosshairs, so to speak, keep blaming victims of rape for being raped and suggesting that they donate their settlements to charity and that female trainers who get teabagged in the training room probably brought it on because they wore low cut shirts. (laughs) Even when they didn't wear low cut shirts. I basically this has become such a disaster in this town where we have to we have to defend women every week. And that that's we don't like want to be the annoying like crusader guy at the party that anytime someone like with a girl is like, hey, you treat her good. You know, we don't want to be like that.
1: (laughs) Yeah there's nothing for in us in it for us at this point. We're both married. And, yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it's not like we're out there defending women trying to get laid. You know, this is just—it's just unbelievable. I don't, I don't want this job,
3: but I feel like if if we're not going to do it, this stuff's going to go unchecked. So, for those who don't know, and I and I believe we're going to have the clip here in a second, but Matt Derry, career update guy, who has his own—I would say—we
2: qu- <laughs> <told> <laughs> just want to cut off, off the, the air? air. How
3: long were we off the air just now?
2: Like. Um, Probably five seconds because Sam crashed. Who's, who's Sam? Sam? Sam is the feels... program that we. <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ! Sam Spike. Sam Spike. What is
3: going thought. on here? What's going on? What What is going on in the uh, studio right now? Our files gone. We go off the air.
2: Okay, so occasionally Sam broadcaster, which is you know what we go through. Uh huh has brain farts, turns into a retard and stops mm-hmm. working.
1: Mm-hmm. Brain, yep. f- brain It's farts. not a
2: conspiracy, okay?
1: <laughs> so let's Jesus. recap. In the first 15 minutes of the show, our file's been deleted Ugh. and we've been knocked off the air and when did you say that Theo Spike got the fob to enter to the studio? Whenever he couple desired? days ago, I believe.
2: I think. I think it was Monday. Uh, I think. yesterday. Yesterday. yesterday.
1: yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. Okay, Whoa! So, you know what a shock.
2: Okay. What so. a what a
3: stunning <laughs> surprise. The file's gone. We're going off the air. It's crashing. What's that? Is a, is a duck? Is a <laughs> bullet going to strike my skull? Oh
2: my God! You're what? so dramatic. I'm <laughs> glad I'm
3: wearing my normal Kevlar vest. Theo <laughs> Gridiron Spiteful has his hands all oh, over yes this. All
1: right,
2: Shut let's get up. back to Matt Derry. Really?
3: No, Matt Matt Derry, I believe we're going to have the audio here if the file hasn't been deleted for the second time. Shut up, God. That basically was commenting on I the the whole Peyton Manning issue at Tennessee when he allegedly, I guess,
1: teabagged. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dropped his testicles on the athletic trainer's face. face.
3: Seriously? Ed? Oh yeah. It gets yeah. worse, Jessica. You're well, gonna be as mad as us about Theo We're in about two minutes. And he's <laughs> and he's comment Terry's on the air one oh five one with the plagiarists yesterday. And he's basically going the fraternity douchebag guy route, the Matt Porath route as we call it at the Darko, where basically you're gonna blame the woman for anything bad that comes her way, a, a staple of the the frat lifestyle. Do we have that audio ready? Yeah, it's called Rat Dreary. Yeah, play, can we play the Rat Dreary audio?
2: Yes.
4: I feel bad about it because there's a part of me that goes, Peyton, you're 19, you are a kid, but you don't do that. It's not funny, it's not a prank, if he, in fact, did that. But then there's another part of me that goes, have you seen this Jamie Nallwright? They've shown pictures of her. She looks a little loose. She looks like... Well, that's not... You know, a, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, 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 no! I'm telling you, if you just go by the perception of how it looks, he looks like a dumb 19 year old kid that's pranking it up, and still that doesn't make it right. Pictures of her, she looks like maybe she was not asking for that. Nah, but that, that's a slippery slope. You're you're, no, no, you're no, taking no, there. No, <laughs> I'm not saying she did. I'm saying is how her the pictures that they've put out on her make her look like she's one of the guys, fun, fun loving. A little bit sexy looking. And maybe there was a back and forth there between them that they were buddies and they could have that kind of... He could prank her and she wouldn't do anything about it. Now, does that still make it right? No. What Peyton did is deplorable. Deplorable. It is. But the pictures they put out of her showing off her goodies as well. I'm telling you. Go online and look. I don't know if they're trying to... how The media is trying to frame this. But... I'm a huge Peyton Manning fan. I love the guy. I think he's real. The, the stuff he does in Indy with the Children's music, uh, children's uh, Hospital. But this doesn't look good for him. It just doesn't. I'd be a fool if I said, oh, this is just 20 years ago. Well, no, no. Same.
3: Well, okay, there's, there's a lot to sort of bring out here. And I, I'm just going to start saying when I first heard this, you sent it to me. It was tracked down for us. My initial reaction was to defend him, not to defend what he said. Because imagine, like, if you walked into a room and you heard me say something, but you missed the first 10 seconds where I was saying that I was quoting something horrible somebody else said, and you might say, Oh, how could you say that? It's awful. I'm not defending, like, what he said. What I was originally defending him here on is you see him go at the end of that audio clip, Derry moves into this, I'm not sure how the media is framing this. So when I first listened to it and a couple of times afterward, my perception was that Matt Derry was not saying, I think this girl looks loose, that he was arguing that this is how the media is portraying it. And, you know, he when he makes that comment about, I'm not sure how the media is trying to frame this. I thought he was basically saying the media is wrong in how they're putting this forward and I thought he was kind of taken out of context and had a clunky wording of it. But after subsequent listens, it's hard to get past that first half where he says, and then I think of it another way or whatever well, Here, he I'll, says. Quote it. I'll quote yeah, it. Yeah, go ahead.
1: But then there is another part of me that goes, have you seen this Jamie Nawright? They have shown pictures of her. She looks a little loose. That's yeah. not... He's not stating what the mainstream media is saying or even bloggers or anything. Matt Derry is saying on his radio program that these pictures of this girl that have been released, if you go to Google Images search, that she looks a little loose. Now, I haven't heard anyone else say this. I've gone and looked at the pictures. I don't even know what look what what would define looking a little loose is even is. I mean, wearing a Looking short,
2: sk- skanky, like wearing a, I, mean, I guess, okay, but wearing in a this. short
1: skirt. I mean, what would even? I mean, unless you're like half naked with a bottle of vodka, you know. And I mean, I don't even know what that would look. I'm not sure what the what, I'm not sure what, what the
3: relevance is anyway.
1: Right, but to Who say cares? she looks a little loose, to me, I don't care what else he said about Manning uh, having deplorable behavior. You cannot say a woman. Looks a little loose, and she—the pictures of her are all normal
2: pictures. It They're, doesn't matter. I mean, uh, I
1: don't even so, know what he's talking about. So
2: what if she dresses? Okay, I haven't looked up any right. pictures of her, but who gives a shit no, if she walks around that. looking like a slut and she, you know, has her tramp stamp showing and is in heels twenty-four-seven, has her boobs popping out, whatever. If somebody teabags me, are you kidding? Nobody in my life has ever done that. I'm so certain that none of my buddies ever in a million years would, even if I was passed out drunk. Well, the worst they would do is write on my forehead, and they may draw balls on my forehead, but they would never put their balls on my forehead. So I don't feel like that's a friendly thing that friends fun. do. Yeah. Well, and, and, you yeah, know, and it's not just a prank. Oh,
3: loving. I, I agree completely. But, yeah, and, you know, you say it's not just a prank. That That's the other thing I really took issue with is – Derry's insinuation that, oh, you know, she kind of looked like a girl that you could, you know, maybe play a prank with. What, what kind of a prank is having your balls, you know, thrown on someone's oh, face? come on. And,
1: when I was in college. How is that a prank? When I, was in, when I was in college, I had a friend in the dorm, a girl, and I got a little drunk and tipsy one night, and she put her vagina lips on my nose. I mean, I'm not going to lie. She tried to pick up a dime off it. Really? No. What do you, you think I had any girl I putting their vagina on my, look, look know, at me, I just I'm a dork who likes sports, I didn't have any, no, no girls were coming anywhere near me, trust me, you pranks know. or
3: otherwise. Look, do you think I'm Sour Shoes would to put his it. balls on Drew Sharp's face next time? <laughs> I mean, it's not a prank. No. And so that, there's, there's so many really issues to uncover here, and Terry. Yeah, let me talk about that for a second. Yeah, okay? can you go ahead. Because
1: this isn't his first offense, as I posted on the DSR today. And I'm wondering, I'm I'm being told that a major um, national website that deals with sports media might be picking this up this evening, this story. And I think if they do, it's going to be because of not just this one story, but a pattern of events with Matt Derry. This is a guy who, I don't know, about a year ago was on the national radar. I think Richard Deitch from CNN called him out. There was other people who who, uh, ripped him. Se, and including Michelle Beadle, who was the uh, focus of this discussion. This was from a Detroit Sports 1051 Facebook post. Matt Derry wants to know, quote, is ESPN's Michelle Beadle hot or not, unquote. <laughs> he will discuss coming up at 1245 today. Okay, so that was the first thing where he got on the kind of the radar of feminists because I don't think in 2016 or 15 – it's really appropriate to ask if female female journalists are hot or not. Press box hot. Press was, box was hot. the phrase.
3: Yeah, and remember, do you, just quick interjection. Do you remember what Tom Masway's defense of it was mm-hmm. when he was getting he was just getting crushed left and right by Beatle and everyone else, national figures? His his defense was, "We only spent fifteen minutes on it and
1: posted it on their <laughs> Facebook page." <laughs> that was yeah, his defense.
3: Spent- <laughs> like, come on, lighten up! It was only a fifteen minute segment.
1: Like, okay. I remember that now. That's, 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 that is funny. The other thing that Derry likes to do is have a segment on Fridays during football season where, not even on the phone, a girl calls in a woman who's in the media, most of the time, I guess, subjectively attractive women, to have chick's picks. Chicks picks. This is not 1992 sports talk radio. The cliched chick's pick. First of all, just having chick's picks right off the bat is basically saying, well, women don't know anything about sports, so we're going to have some hot girl come in and give her pick for the week. And then Matt Derry is going to pose with her outside the studio, and we're going to tweet it out. Like, what, is, what even is that if you're looking into it? I mean, wh- chick's picks. That's that's their idea of radio. It's bro radio. It's the same frat thing. Boy, frat boy, bro, frat. Yeah. radio. So now you've got him press box hot, Michelle Beadle. The constant, even after we publicized it and made fun of him for all of these pictures that he posts on Friday with these women, they still continued to do it. That didn't stop him at all. And now this latest where (laughs) he's essentially blaming the victim, the alleged victim. In this in this instance, there's there's no other way around it. He says she looks a little loose. Now, mind you, oh, this is a guy with a wife, a sec- second wife, and a daughter. I wonder if he'd like someone commenting on his daughter, taking a picture and posting it on Instagram, or looking a little I loose. I feel in like a few no.
2: Years. I can't wait till yeah, that she, day happens. Yeah, right.
1: uh, the pictures they put out on her make her look like she's one of the guys, fun, fun loving, little bit sexy looking. But the pictures they put out of her showing off the goodies as well. Showing off the goodies? Who talks like that? Well, what are you talking about? And the, go look at the pictures, Jessica.
2: I, I'd like you to pull them up. All right, They're gonna, normal. I mean, these aren't. <laughs> well, You know what? I, I don't care what she looks like. It's a point that.
1: No, of course not. It doesn't you know, matter. Well, <laughs> but just, I'm going to look th- them up anyway. We're, we're say,
2: saying two different, different things.
3: Thing. We're saying two different things. Yeah, for, It doesn't matter what she looks like or how she dresses. That's absolutely true. And we're making that point as well. But Moss is just saying, what is we're not lunatic- even sure what he's talking what about. Look,
1: uh, what, what is this lunatic looking into? I don't even know. What, I mean, how, does he have I, a degree I, in what? examining pictures for sexual proclivity? There's, there's one There's one thing. What,
2: what is her her name again?
1: Um, her name you, is Jamie Naugher. Right, N-A-
3: N-A-U-G-H-R-I-G-H-T. There, there's this tendency for people... It's particularly an issue with
1: men.
2: She's at the top of Google, actually. I didn't even well, have to yeah, even type a, all
1: that it's in. It's a big story. Yeah. Hey, listen, if you get teabagged by Peyton Manning, you're probably going to be pretty popular in the media.
2: Yeah, world. probably.
3: There's, there's a tendency for men to do everything they can to discredit any type of accuser in, in these sexual assault cases. It's always, she was asking for it. She's yeah. a slut. She even when it, And it's not just in the court of public opinion. Even in actual court, when these cases come up, but the reason most of these don't. Oh do yeah, it. what was the Colby defense? Oh, this girl. To do great things, her. sometimes
1: you gotta break the rules. What is Theo's? Th- what is going on? Jesus
2: Christ! That was a pop up from that stupid thing I clicked on to try to look up iron. this girl. Fucking
1: Gridiron!
3: <laughs> Out of spite, <laughs> so Theo is ruining our program. I'm sure it's a
1: coincidence. No, it just
2: seventeen things all me. have gone
3: wrong <laughs> since he got the key fob. <laughs> anyway. There, Jesus, there, there is, guys are
2: so petty. Anyways, there, back to teabag. This no, poor girl that got teabagged Yeah. Well, this guy, and this guy says that because she dresses like a hoe, apparently, she's asking for it.
3: Well, again, that's the tendency is, and I was, before Theo interrupted us, I was going to say <laughs>
2: that Christ.
3: there is, in actual court, there's a reason why these charges are not pursued, either criminally or even in civil. There, Women don't want to be dragged through the mud on this, and it's tough no. to blame them because it's already such a traumatic experience, and you are going to be called a slut. By the way, can I interrupt you for a second so I can
1: show a picture to Jessica of Matt Dairy?
2: Thanks. That way, we you know, the show picture. won't but get ruined I need anymore to be, by me. Did
3: I need to be interrupted for
1: yeah, you to show yes. her that picture?
3: <laughs> yes. I, you could have shown her the picture and not interrupted. I'm sorry. I, That's Matt Derry. So oh. I, I think I this is just of a chick. continuation of of the ultimate desire to discredit every female accuser of sexual assault that comes along. And and it's really – it's become uh, an epidemic in a sense. We're having to deal with something like this every other week just in this town alone. And it's something where it's bad enough when it comes from some moron on a college campus or some guy at a bus stop. When it comes from someone who's on the air and has has an audience, however small it may be, in Matt Derry's case, you have a higher standard of discourse – and even Derry agreed with that. I guess he apologized today, and I in the characterization he used in his apology, I guess from what I've heard, is that he was quote off his game yesterday. Now I, I I understand the concept of being off my game. There's times where I'm really bad at basketball, and there's times where I'm really really bad at basketball. <laughs> and I get I get being off your game. You're not off your game when you say this person looks a little loose. And you're insinuating that because of how they dress, that they somehow invited a teabagging, which is a oh, definition God. of a sexual assault, by the way. So, you know, again, there's this tendency to do this, where we want to discredit this this victim or this alleged victim. Matt Derry saying he's off his game, I think he's just digging that hole even deeper. He, I, I'm off my game. I was a little bit off. I don't. Uh, there's a lack of understanding of the scale of what he said. And I. I and by my, the
1: way, as you pointed out yesterday. What would have
3: occurred if the unrepentant plagiarist didn't basically Drew Sharp interrupt him. him? I think he saved his career. Drew Sharp saved him. We will never know where that was going. It was bad even with the mitigation that Drew Sharp offered him. You know, put really pumping the brakes on where Derry was going with that. It was going to a place where I don't know if Derry could have come back from. And we'll never know. You know, it's Just, impossible. Jessica, but, can you explain
1: what Derry is going on in that picture that I'm showing you right now? What's going on?
2: Um, I think he's sitting around. He's got his arms around two girls that he feels like they want to be teabagged because <laughs> of the way that they're dressing. No,
3: no, no. Those girls don't want to be teabagged. They want to be raped by a pack of dogs <laughs> on the Matt Derry scale. It, it, Wasn't it, that it, 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 the Matt, twisted kilt girls? Matt Derry thinks that women Tilted, in physician coats in yeah. nurse scrubs, <laughs> hospital scrubs, Deserve to be teabagged if you're walking around in a mini skirt and a little bra, basically. Yeah, it's full-on
2: rape. Then, like, animalistic. You're asking for yeah, like it. Yeah.
3: gang rape. Yeah, That's what for Matt sure. Terry thinks you're inviting.
1: All right, so let's play now. Real the short clip where he basically tries to walk back the comments that this girl looks a little loose, having a bad day. Looks a little loose. I mean, I've said a lot of things in my life on podcasts. I've written them in, in articles. Nothing that I ever said that I'd want to like crawl into a hole and die over because oh well, Jimmy Howard contract was a great deal. Was okay, one, great. But, That's yeah. we can get into that later if you'd like. But this is what he. This is his thought process. This is his id, right? I mean, he's just spe- we're still
3: blaming.
0: Yeah, Theo. I'm still
2: blaming. Oh Jesus. Theo for sure. All right, and we're back live.
3: All right, yo, spy, yo, again. We're off the air. Crashed. This is unbelievable. I, I four times. This is the most rattled I have ever been in my life. This guy if he thinks that I'm going to get back in that studio with him and sing ever again The after holiday this, special version it, of Forward it's Down The Dead floor. It's dead
2: Theo don't listen to them. it was a wave file
3: No, well, no yeah, it was it was a wave goodbye yeah. to our file file he, because he, del- he got a key file So
1: now he has deleted the second uh, file so I'm just going to have to read what Derry said Yeah he's My, doing
2: that remotely apparently Of course
1: well the guy's pretty you know in depth My comments earlier about the pictures they put a, out of her looking loose that doesn't make it right. I'm not saying that's right. So even then, he's still admitting that he still thinks that she looks loose. <laughs> like what?
3: He's really standing by it. Which he down on. He, this. Doesn't, he doesn't grasp why what he said yesterday was a problem, and that's that's really the issue. And and really, his coming out today was the final straw in me saying. For, I've said from the beginning, my defending of him in our initial conversation on this was completely. Contingent upon if he was actually trying to say this is how the media was saying this should be, and he just handled it poorly. Well, there's two things. The second there. that I found out. That it w-
2: no, I'm just raising my hands up because I don't know why I keep moving the microwave when you just get right next oh, to it, anyways. <laughs> no.
1: That that was self sabotage. But okay, so there's a couple things going on here. One, his original thought about that the girl looks loose, and two, his general thoughts of well, how the media is framing this. Which, okay, if he just would have said, I think the media is making this girl look bad, they're trying to defend Peyton Manning, Peyton Manning's a popular figure in this country, if that's where he left it, he'd have been fine. You can separate that part of it. Yeah. But you you can never walk back the fact that twice during the show he said that the girl looked loose and that she was showing off her goodies. You're just never going to get... You're just never... And I sent this to many people, people in the media... One person's response to this was, "Oh my God!" I sent it to female friends of mine, you know, other family members who are women. We were we're not making a, a mountain out of a molehill here, I don't think, and it'll be interesting to see if this goes national in the next few hours.
3: Am I am I able to read some of the comments I got from women on this? Please do. Okay, let me let me pull some of these up. Are I, any of them loose looking? Can I see their photos? <laughs> you may not see their photos, and I'll keep their identity private. But I, I solicited the opinion of several women, friends, and family about this. Just I didn't I didn't you know uh, do any sort of uh, prejudicing before the fact. I just said, "What is your reaction to this audio?" and sent them the clip. And uh, here's one response: It's really appalling. I had to do some research to know who they were even talking about, but I can't believe he's saying that. I guess I can. That's often the opinion out there from men. It's like the way schools react to how girls dress. The reaction is always, oh, you're going to distract the guys and get the wrong kind of attention. And they send the girls home preemptively instead of addressing the fact that the boys should be able to contain themselves. And I mean, that was just one. I have five or six others that are that are similar. People are really pissed on the face of it. Deplorable. This is a different woman. I was unfamiliar with the story until now. But the second commentator is correct about Slippery Slope. I've been in uncomfortable work situations in my younger days where comments made me uncomfortable and I was ill-prepared to deal with it appropriately. This situation is actually aggressive behavior. At, At the very least, it's immature and ridiculous. To imply her photos where she was looking for it shows a complete lack of intelligence. Women have been dealing with this kind of judgment since Adam and Eve. I mean and there's five more like that that I I mean I spoke to seven different women about this and don't need to read them all but it was 7 for 7 on on taking major issue with what he said and and I I don't think we're making a mountain out of a molehill on this as you insinuated it's it is very very bad and I feel I feel it's going to be a little nuts we're going to have to bring in another Victim's advocate pretty right. soon to start addressing Bring another in. member. Bring in. of the Detroit media. At this rate, we're going to need a co-host who's a victim. We're going to need like a sexual a, a, a advocate. correspondent on staff. I th- this is this is so bad. We're not talking about. And that was the other point. I wanted to, to make, the and then We'll
1: go to a break and we'll come back and we'll release <laughs> apropos, very timely the DSR's 2016 worst Detroit sports media personality tournament. Couldn't come at a better time, but this is on the heels of the Mitch Album thing, where Mitch Album was vilified for saying that a rape victim should give litigation proceeds to charity, or he didn't believe her. So Derry, you know, it's already in his mind that this guy got crushed nationally, locally, everywhere for making those dumb comments. And, you know, ten days later or two weeks, whatever it is. We get this we get this nonsense.
3: So I, I don't know. Oh, you have albums saying that he doesn't believe these women. You have Matt Derry saying he believes them, but they brought it on themselves. I mean it's it's just it's every degree of There's bad. something very
2: wrong with both these men. And you know, it's not just then, them. There's plenty of guys and Jesus, their defense is gonna try and break down any girl's character when they go if, after they accuse somebody of rape or sexual assault or anything like that. And girls are terrified to go forward with that. That's why they freaking don't, is because of crap like this. And well, oh, she dresses seductively or, you know, she dresses loosely. She probably wanted it and now she's just saying it. Well, I mean, yeah, there's people that lie, but I feel like the majority of, of chicks that, that well, of yeah, the majority of chicks that come forward and, you know, start a case and accuse somebody of raping them actually got raped, but they have to prove that they're, they didn't ask for it, which is so wrong.
1: Society's <laughs> fucked. And the fact that, that these two inst- instances are both liberal-minded guys. You're never going to be able they're, to eradicate
3: idiot meatheads. people. You're, you're never going to be able to get rid of this on a, on a permanent national everybody scale. There's always going to be meatheads and morons, but you cannot tolerate it from people with a microphone and with a voice. Mm-hmm. That is where, you know, I'm, you're not going to cure every evil in the world, but this is something that needs to be addressed aggressively, head-on. This is something that people need to react harshly to. Really, women are an important voice in these cases because, you know, as much, we can say what we can say, but they're the ones that are affected by this in a more profound sense. The last message I read, the email I read from the woman saying that I've dealt with this kind of thing in the workplace before, and it, it's I felt threatened, it's, it's an actual act of aggression to talk like this. This is something where people, we have to stand up to this and say, this is not going to be tolerated from people who have a higher burden of responsibility because they have a microphone.
1: Well, here would be a, first, a good first step to showing that you're repenting a little, Matt.
3: How about stop the chick's pics
1: and taking photos and posting them on Twitter of uh, girls on, online every week? My what,
2: is a douchebag,
1: clearly. He is, he is a douchebag. He sounds like
2: a douchebag. All bag. right, when we
1: come back from the <laughs> break, we will find out what seed Matt Derry got in the uh, DSR Worst Detroit Sports Media Personality Tournament of 64 for 2016. Who will follow up on that trophy after such dignitaries as Michael Rosenberg, Terry Foster, and Scott the Virgin Manatee Whale Anderson? We'll be back, God willing, and the creeks don't rise and Theo's spite doesn't sabotage (laughs) any further. Thanks, Jessica. (laughs) I think.
2: This is a previously recorded episode.
0: They've got you running in circles.
3: Welcome back to to the Detroit Sports Rag podcast. We were going to play another song, but I wanted to talk just for one more minute on this Matt Derry thing to make a broader point, and then we can move on with our day here. I think there's this epidemic of bizarro world side jobs in the Detroit media right now? And this is something I was thinking about earlier today. When you think about it, you have Terry Foster, who's barely literate, now teaching a journalism course in, what is it, Oakland University? Yeah. So yeah. you have Terry Foster teaching a journalism class, a guy who can't read or write.
1: So that's a bad start. I wouldn't go that far. But he can't did, read or write He well. did say, what the other day he said, something gave him, not perspective, Prospective, prospect. He doesn't even know the difference between perspective and prospective. Guerrilla warfare. He's gonna. This is the guy who is going to be teaching the youth of America how to become sports journalism. Hyperbole. Is, is the first class going to be how to shill for Xfinity on Twitter and Instagram? I mean, this. We should really like talk to someone at Oakland University
3: about this situation. It's really an absolute
1: embarrassment for the
3: college. Uh, it's a degradation of the value of that degree. I'll say that much. So you have Terry Foster teaching journalism. You have Rob Otto, who is a career failure in everything he's ever done, teaching kids. Oh my god! About quote winning futures. This is a guy who goes around teaching kids about how to have a winning future. He's not even in the media I, I anymore. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Well, yeah, it's because he's. he's <laughs> it's something he tried to do. So of course <laughs> he's not doing it anymore. <laughs> I, I, it, but, and then and then you have Matt Derry. Who has something called winning in the workplace that he does. So where Matt Derry advises people on winning in the workplace. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I wonder if he'll be giving, giving any speeches to the National Organization for Women anytime soon.
3: <laughs> uh, can no. we get back to
1: Theo for a second? Because I wanted to just – Yeah. Because Jessica still doesn't believe us that this it's in him to maybe frame us – and, and and start with our show. <laughs> yeah, this create a war. The I mean, what happened? Five things. If he wants a war. He's got one. What? What did did someone feed a gizmo after midnight, and he turned into a gremlin and came in here and <laughs> destroyed all of our equipment?
2: No, just some dumbass. Oh, okay. I should be nicer about that since it's on air. Yeah, but right. just okay. somebody, whoever it was, accidentally. Mm-hmm. deleted a file. You shouldn't be selling there.
1: it because nobody's buying that. Hey, I'm not nobody's the only engineer
2: here, so there's a couple people that this was you from know, Spiro. shows.
1: And this was from stuff. Spiro last year. Do you like Gridiron Go Lions? That's Theo. He and I part- partnered up to record a great version <laughs> of Gridiron Heroes. Tweet at me if you want to buy a copy. This was Theo's response. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is a blatant lie, and I do not appreciate being a part of whatever scam this is. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Exclamation point! And then here's another one. Okay, there's another tweet in this. uh, God, I'm so in the middle.
2: Like, I don't want to be in the middle, but I'm so in the middle.
1: Say whatever about me, as long as it's the truth. This is a lie. This is disgusting. And let me tell you something. They say revenge is a dish best served cold, and Theo waited to get his revenge an
3: entire 13 months. (laughs) This is like the Count of Monte Cristo. Just. Uh, you know, or, or like Kate Fear, uh, Robert De Niro doing sit ups in his cell. Like he's just been plotting this for months. He was waiting for his opportunity. He, he had to wait for podcast number 18 for us to do it, for him to do it. it this, he did it. He sabotaged this show, and we are not going to let this happen. This is, this is we are going to rise above it.
2: Oh, petty, petty, petty. You know he wished me yes, happy birthday is. and you He's guys did it. So is very you know,
1: petty. We I didn't know it was that's your not birthday. Very nice. Oh, that was yesterday. We it were going to get We were going to have the uh, we're going to have a celebration at the end of the show. It's lies. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, it is. <laughs> I know. All right. So every year in the well, we we started off as going to be biannual because but since the Detroit sports media is so horrible, terrible, and a complete joke as our first segment uh, would lead you to believe. We decided to have the Detroit Sports Media Worst Personality Tournament of 64 every year. Before the break, I told you the first year, I think 2012, Michael Rosenberg, basically on the back of the Rich Rod scandal, uh, wrote articles and columns, investigative piece as a columnist about Rich Rod and practicing for about 30 seconds too long, got him in trouble at the NCAA. So Rosenberg took down the first title, skipped a year, came back in 2014, and Terry Foster coming off just an incredible season, uh, culminating in the ML Curly Trophy. The most dominant performance in the history of the tournament. what well, was tournament like 85 liked. 90% every vote. He
3: just destroyed everyone, and I want to quick add the fact that Terry Foster told me that you rigged the tournament against him because you're racist and you don't like him.
1: Right. In the first year, I rigged it because I hate Jews, my you know my own people, and that's why I had Michael Rosenberg, because I'm a self-hating Jew. As Larry David and Woody Allen once famously both said, uh, I'm self-hating, but it has nothing to do with being Jewish. Then last year, this was crazy. I think there was almost like, what, 1,000 votes for the final? And it was decided by two votes. It was like 50.001 to 49.999. Scott Anderson defeating Lynn Henning. And it's still a controversy to this day. People think that there were shenanigans going on, that we somehow fixed it. I'm not going to lie, you and I openly campaigned for people to vote for Scott Anderson. We thought he was the deserving winner last year based on his absolute homer attitude towards all the Detroit sports teams. His basically lack of sports knowledge and his completely lack of understanding of it analytics
3: and math and that was the the issue number one for him in that campaign was that he was on a crusade in that season to denigrate advanced metrics and analytics and that was really what carried him it's just uh, he had a, a loud voice and a highly rated sports show again railing against advanced math i mean that's right. really and that was why the point he, more where, than anything
1: else to the point where he went on the radio and i think this is what tipped the scales of justice in his favor he said that he didn't know how to calculate
3: whip. Whip, Which the acronym explains exactly how you calculate. It's the equation. Yeah. Walk and it's innings
1: pitched. I mean, it's not exactly, you know, anything that Will Hunting was doing on a blackboard while he was supposed to be doing janitorial services uh, at that college in Boston. So, you know, it was very close. It could have gone either way. Came down to the last second. Buzzer beating shot by the whale. Defeated Henning, who now has been a bridesmaid two years in, two years out of the three. So that brings us to this year. There are a few changes. Uh, the tournament is sponsored by our sponsor, CaliTickets.com. It is called the CaliTickets.com Hyper Bowl, in uh, reference to Terry Foster thinking that hyperbole was pronounced Hyper Bowl. So that's what <laughs> the championship is called. The Hyper Bowl brought to you by M.L. Curley, who was a member of the Detroit sports media years ago, wrote about wrestling, pro wrestling, mind you, for the Detroit News, who turned and ended up being a pedophile. Uh, so that's who we named the trophy
3: after. Were so, the kids dressing scantily? The kids were a little loose, I got to tell you. Were the kids looking a little oh, yeah. loose in the photos, those, and those the kids, photos evidence? Those kids, those eight-year-olds looked a
1: little loose. That was very good. All right, so we're going to get to the bracket. <laughs> you can you can now see the bracket on the DSR website. We have released it, and there's going to be a, a contest. You can go to the website, and you can email to Anthony, Mr. Methane, Dinsmore, your brackets. You can fill these out, and the winner is going to win either two tickets to a Tigers game or a Red Wings game, whatever you want, um, sponsored by KLEtickets.com. So you'll fill out those brackets you'll have until midnight tomorrow night to fill those out and send them to, go to the DSR to find out what's going on. We're going to go quickly through the brackets, and we'll talk about it. The, uh start off, the number one seeds, which have been pretty much locked in now for a few months, Chris McCoskey, Lynn Henning, Terry Foster trying to become the first, second-time winner, and the overwhelming favorite in Vegas. They won't even take bets on this tournament, Uh, the number one seed in the entire bracket, the plagiarist, Drew Sharp. What do you think of the four number one seeds, Justin, right off the
3: bat? Well, first of all, Chris McCoskey has no chance as a number one seed. It's a joke that you even seeded him that high. Hold on a second. Chris McCoskey. Chris McCoskey. You made a mistake. He should not have been a number one seed. He just... Chris, mean, he's just, he's not you need a profound season. Chris McCoskey you're, you're just wrong. wrote you're, an article hold bunch, on here comes a bunch of wrong shit. Okay. Go ahead. Chris
1: McCoskey wrote an article the day that Brad Osmus was brought back celebrating how great a move it was and how Elvio got it right that nothing that happened last season was Brad Osmus's fault. It was the worst article written in Detroit sports media in 2015, and on that article alone, forgetting everything else about him, how he's a slapdick to the Tigers' management, how he thinks Brad Ausmus walks on water,
3: every forget everything else, that article alone propelled him to a number one seat. Well, good for you. You're still wrong. Chris McCoskey, I'm not saying he's good. He's probably a two. The fact that Anthony Fennec is a two and Chris McCoskey is a one is a travesty. And I'm going to get into that Uh, in a minute. How many times did I ask you for your assistance in seeding this tournament? I I gave it to you. I said Fennec is the worst one in the lot other than Sharp. I said that to you. So obviously if you're the second second worst in the field. As far as Sharp goes, it's so funny how things change because for months and months, really since the second Scott Anderson triumphed over Lynn Henning, Lynn Henning has been the odds-on favorite for nine months, eight months. I mean, it was just assumed that he would win. Uh, he would be on the ultimate revenge tour after his narrow loss to Scott Anderson last year. And, and now with this Drew Sharp thing, I mean, what what's the field bet in Vegas right now versus him? I mean, it's even, like... You give me the field, that wouldn't take 100-1. to 1. That's what I mean. Like, I'm sorry, it just, just wouldn't do He's going to win. And yeah. he should win. And, and that's the point I made in our discussions with the seating is that I think this is more about who gets to hang a fucked up four banner in their living room at this point. Drew Sharp's going to win, and I'm telling you, people, right now, if you don't vote for Drew Sharp through the whole thing, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I, I, I have no respect for you as a listener, as anyone with any semblance of intelligence on these matters. This is a guy who committed the ultimate sin in the field that we are assessing,
1: and, and still hasn't apologized, and still,
3: and still is unrepentant about it. I would liken it to you, you your God Himself. And you have three people and you have to send exactly one of them to hell. And you have a bank robber, you have a guy with six DUIs, and then you have a serial child rapist. I mean, sure, all three of them are flawed and they're bad, but you gotta send the third guy to hell. Drew Sharp needs to be sent to hell, theoretically speaking. I can't see in Sharp. this tournament.
1: And the funny thing is for for the first three tournaments, we nobody wanted Sharp to win. Because – For good reason. Because Sharp is the one guy who would have wanted to win. He'd revel in it. He would think, oh, this is the greatest thing. Everyone hates me. Because that's up. what he's – He's his, a troll. That's, that's his, his a stick. Yeah, the Skip Bayless, the, the poor man's Skip Bayless act. He doesn't want to win it this year.
3: No, he actually has he, his sensitivity about this issue. Right. As we saw when he you know, called – Hour, she's a dick bag, and then told him to lose his number. And told him to lose his number. And, so, uh, yeah. so I, I just you know, we'd be remiss if we didn't say right from the top that Drew Sharp needs to win. But I am very curious to see how the rest of it shakes out. I think Anthony Fennick, if it weren't for Drew Sharp's plagiarism, would be my guy. Wow, and
1: I, it, I, I think Henning, I had Henning as a winner book no, favorite. Fennick's worst. Hold and, on, before, before the Sharp plagiarism, oh. I thought it was this was definitely going to be his year. This was going to be the season. He put it all together. He he's, he's come so close before. He loses by two votes last year in a, like a poll of a thousand. I thought this was his year, and I and he had a horrible year. By the way,
3: he's like the third worst. I would say I'm not. am not like sticking up for and work, work, Believe me.
1: Well, let's get the but fact defendant. Can we talk? we? I won't. Well, I will we'll talk get to about when We get to the bracket. You can, you can when we get to that part. Well, you can I talk just want to
3: say in general, I would listen to what I say because we've had three of these. I nailed Michael Rosenberg. I nailed Terry Foster. I nailed Scott Anderson. I came in a field of 64 guys. I have predicted... You the came w- in a field of 64
2: guys? <laughs> well, he nailed a bunch of people. <laughs> he he just them off.
3: I have <laughs> correctly predicted the champion three times <laughs> in a field of 64. Almost mathematically impossible. So... I mean, this one I can't even take credit for. because Don't break your back over there. Drew, Drew Sharp is the lock, <laughs> yeah, so I, yeah. it's not like anyone can take credit for predicting that. But no. I will say that Anthony Fennec is the rightful winner if Drew Sharp didn't play rise. All
1: right, we're going to go to the Rona Danziger region. The uh, number one seed, which you've questioned there, is Chris McCoskey. Stupid. Okay. He's going to go up against the 16 seed, Michael Stone. Winner of that plays the eight seed Mark Champion versus Justin Rose. That's him. all the eight nines are very interesting. Justin Rose, a douchebag of epic proportions. Uh, he's a telecast, what, a television guy on Channel Seven, but his Twitter account is just you know off the rails. Mr. Oh, Bob, is that Theo? No, that's not Theo. Oh, my okay. God.
2: That's not Theo. That's Bob.
1: <laughs> Bob is coming in here to, in, the guy who runs Podcast Detroit, he's coming here to investigate. He's the Theo boss. Spike's antics. The boss. Can we look
2: we'll into the boss? The boss is in the house. The
1: boss. Let's get him on the. We've been sabotaged. What
2: did Theo do? Oh, my God. Theo didn't do a whole show. This whole anything. show has just been
1: off the rails.
2: Somehow their file got deleted out of downloads, and they're like, it's "Theo, <laughs> Theo
3: it was the other, the other guy us. with access to the computer who hates, hates us. us."
2: Right, but never ever yep. ever touches yeah, right. it. Yeah. yeah, we're
3: on. Oh, geez. yeah, we're on.
2: That's you, why I turned your team? mic on?
1: Let me ask you a question. When did Theo get the key file? <laughs> yeah, did he get one before you? No. No, he got one yesterday. Oh, he's, yeah, he's mm-hmm. and decided. then our, our our complete show was deleted from the computer. God. What are we? What are we supposed to? I did to a show
2: and then I laughed because I was too sick, and then Dave did the rest of it. All
1: right, we'll get back to the bracket now. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's just ridiculous. Theo did
2: They're trying to put me <laughs> in the middle. Bob. set them straight.
3: You did. No, I'll blame you before I blame what the you. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> well, they, I think she's complicit. I don't think there's anything Yeah, like there's We all know say that. I'm not saying this, she's not heavily non- involved.
2: not happening situation.
3: So anyway. Uh, so you, Justin you are, Rose. What are my opinions on Justin Rose? Uh, yeah, I want your opinion on He's Justin Rose. He's a douchebag on Twitter. There's my opinion. A complete liar. I love the guy tweets that's things. That's actually true. Isn't he the guy that always does the, yeah. like, I was kidding? I was, or like, he says something
1: <laughs> completely serious, and then when he's called that I was just joking. I was just
3: joking. Is, that, is there anything worse than guys that do that? Like, Nothing. Oh, not my fault you don't have a sense of humor about it. Or, right. You're not kidding. Like, Yeah, he's awful. This is how bad. This, this guy's is, a ninety This guy's a 9 oh, just for that. Oh, the, God. The, <laughs> This is how bad
1: the city is. Doug Harsh is only a 5. As he, play, <laughs> as he faces... He'd be like
3: a rightful winner of the whole thing. Uh, oh, yeah, and any other he'd be, worthy, year, he'd be a worthy champion.
1: There's no question. There's no question that Doug Harsh would be a worthy, worthy One year, as his partner was last year, a worthy champion of this tournament. He goes up against Drew Lane, who's a 12 seed. And Drew actually had to get in through a play-in. Only because he's no longer employed in this town. So he had to kind of take him down a few few rungs. But he gets in, the final four entries were, based on the vote, Drew Lane, Rob Parker, uh, Bernie Smilovitz, and Jim Price. Those were the last four in. and uh, So that'll be a matchup of Lane versus Karsh. That, man, oh man, that is an absolute typical five twelve. You have no idea what's going to happen. Could go, anyway. could, could go anyway. Could go anyway. Here's a guy who could make a deep run, who could win this entire bracket as a four seed. Tom Mazaway, as he faces in the first round, Paul Apash. That could be 99.9 to .01 right
3: there. Well, Terry Foster has pitched a couple of shutouts in his career. I could see that being a shutout.
1: Yeah, Mazaway
3: as a four is dangerous. If
1: you want to take some good odds at a Final Four entrant who's not a one, two, or three, Mazaway had an incredible year. I mean, this guy is just... If he were just a little more relevant, he'd be, I mean, he'd be a one or a two. He kind of got a little more relevant because they've kind of propelled him now in this morning show with Belizean and Fellhauer, where he's more than a producer. He's kind of They're kind of saying this is the show, and they're saying it's not just producing. So he's kind of part of that triumvirate there in the morning show. So I think he kind of has a profile now to match his horrible sports opinions where he was kicking and screaming the Tigers shouldn't, make trades at the deadline, not be sellers. I mean, every take he has is horrible. Just yesterday, on the radio, he was saying that Jimmy Howard needs to play more. (laughs) Yeah, just yesterday. And the reason is because in case Mrazek gets hurt, (laughs) they need him ready. Well, guess what, you dumb fuck? If Mrazek gets hurt, Jimmy Howard's going to have plenty of time to play himself into shape. He said he suggested in the not next. To mention,
3: game, the season's over. Yeah. goes. Down yeah, right. I mean, there's, there's
1: there's these people who are still delusional who think this Red Wing team can win with Jimmy Howard as the goalie. They're only in this position because Mrazek is playing at a Vesna level. He's suggesting in the next game against Pittsburgh against Malkin and Crosby that we should throw Howard out there because he needs more playing time and not the guy who's going to be in wherever Las Vegas where they doing these award shows anymore, uh, sitting there waiting to hear if he's going to win the. Best goalie trophy The, the sports takes by Maseway. There's nobody worse. There is nobody. Just pure
3: sports takes.
1: I'll take Maseway over anyone. He is wrong a hundred percent of the
3: time. He's basically like Simonson. You know, Simonson were eligible, which he's not, just being on the west side of the state. But he reminds me a lot of Simonson. Just he's sports Fun. opinions. In term that's what yeah. I mean. In, Let me guess. Stri- uh, cutting Joey Bell was uh, was a bad move, and the Pistons oh, trade sure. sucked, and. Yeah. Well, whatever the right thing is, just yeah. take the opposite. That's yeah. what he argued. I mean, yeah, you could you could list him on and on. I mean, it's he's he's wrong pretty much every time, and it is similar to Simonson. It just in terms of the sports, he state. was he was
1: still like but, the t- when the Lions were like what two and seven or whatever they were, still saying they were going to make the playoffs. I mean, this, everything everything is wrong. I, I really have him as a dark horse in this bracket. It's kind of, kind because McCoskey being the weakest one is. I will agree with you. Uh, he's got a he's got a legitimate shot. The uh, six versus eleven in this bracket is Rod Allen versus Michael O'Hara. Uh, neither with a real shot at winning this thing. Couple slap dicks. Three versus fourteen. Burkett versus back. We, Dave have to, Burkett. we have
3: to we have to talk about Dave Burkett. Over. Yeah, but, I mean because I you had him originally as a two. I talked you down to a three, which I still think is ridiculous. Look, Burkett has been a disappointment. He's been a sellout. His pimping of Drew Sharps. Columns in the immediate aftermath of the plagiarism scandal has been bad. He's still a lot better than Greg Krupa. You have Greg Krupa as a 5 and Dave Briquette as a 3. Punitive. A, he's got a much... This shouldn't be punitive, Okay, it is punitive.
1: That's That's why we gave Wojo and Miller high seeds last year, okay? Okay. And also,
3: Dave Briquette Dave Briquette's still one of the best ones in town. No, he's not. Yes, he is. He's nowhere near one of the best ones. He's not, I'm not saying top five, but he's no. in the second tier.
1: No, he's, he's not, not, like, not anymore. Not for defending Martha Ford for all. He, this is based on one year, not this body of work. In the last year, this is what he's known for. He's known for defending everything that Martha Ford's done, propping her up, defending Jim Caldwell, and then retweeting Drew Sharp, even though he'd get bombed numerous times by 20, 25 people at a time. That's what his the year he had. So you, had. you have you and have Dave Burkett as Who a, knows Greg Yeah. We uh, do. Nobody does, else. It doesn't matter. Yes, it Greg, does. No, the it, level of oh, your oh, okay. So you so you're telling look. me. So you're telling me the backup writer, Detroit News Red Wings beat writer, who nobody knows outside of the TSR junkies. It doesn't matter what
3: his level is in this in, in this community. Doesn't matter. How about okay? If okay, fine. I'm not saying that relevance is not a consideration at all, but I just want to remind you that you have Dave Burkett three and a guy who tweets out 900th career point for Pavel Datsuk Datsukia and nobody knows who he Datsuk is. The fact backhanded that, up- that like he was tossing leads into a shredder. Shredder spelled incorrectly. Are you kidding me? Refs exclamation mark question mark after a call against the Red Wings.
1: Nobody a, knows who he is.
3: I, this, I, this guy should be.
1: The fact that he's you know, a five is incredible based on his relevance.
3: Well, we've pretty much created his, re- his relevance. Exactly, thank <laughs> but, you. Which, and I'll, and I'll, I'll concede that point, but Dave Burkett is a lot better than Greg Krupa. I, I'm not saying that relevance is not a factor at all, but is it right. that relevant? We'll, we'll see
1: how it plays out. Just stupid. Seven I'm versus sure. 10 in the Rona yeah. Danzinger region, and I'm going to let you talk about this one for a second. Red Wings beat writer for the Detroit News, Ted Colfin, against MGo Blog, Brian Cook, who is the highest blogger to ever be seated in this tournament, and I would like you to discuss that for a second.
3: You want me to discuss Brian Cook because I'm not going to go on a diatribe about Ted. But Obviously. I'll, but Look, Brian Cook is a guy who I think to his heart is a good person. I've done a charity with former Michigan hockey player Jack Johnson uh, for the last couple years. Brian Cook has graciously tweeted it out, wrote an article about it on his blog. He drove people to this charity event. I'm grateful for it, so I don't think he's a horrible person. And I I appreciate what he did to help the charity. But strictly in terms of his media work, is as bad as anybody in this tournament, other than Drew Sharp because he, he steals. Brian Cook is the biggest hypocrite in town. This is a guy who constantly complains about the obsession that Michigan State fans have with the U- University of Michigan while simultaneously spending the entire football season tweeting about Michigan State. This is a guy who, whenever an opinion of his is proven dead wrong about Michigan State, which is very often, swiftly deletes the tweet in question. This is a guy who wrote a scathing article about Mark D'Antonio in the immediate aftermath of the Little Brother press conference mocking Michigan State in 2007 predicting, in fact, guaranteeing that the University of Michigan would dominate D'Antonio in the same way they have dominated every other Michigan State coach since the 60s. He then deleted that article. I, it's incredible that a guy with a voice this big and a following this large is not called to the carpet by anyone but me and a few times you for this kind of behavior. A guy who deletes evidence of this stuff, it it's, it blows my mind. And, and you can say what you want about his opinions. Obviously, he's a Michigan slapdick. No one's really going to dispute that. I doubt he would even argue that. But you get into a different area when you start deleting things that you wrote to cover up the bad opinion. I don't know, and I'll disagree with you a
1: little on this before I get to some breaking news. I do think he legitimately is deleting those tweets because he doesn't like to see them in his mentions and he doesn't want
3: it. Don't say stupid shit. That's fine. That's I'm not,
1: what you have to own. That's fine. That's part but of having a voice. I, I agree. I'm just saying I don't think he's doing to hide the evidence. He knows the evidence is out there. He's doing it for a different reason. I'm not defending it. He's a 10 seed mainly because of that behavior. Uh, but can I give you some breaking news? Yeah, let's go. Okay.
3: Okay. Matt uh, Derry's been fired. No, no.
1: It is regarding... Rob career, Otto though. got a job. This is the uh, headline on awfulannouncing.com currently. Detroit radio host thinks Peyton Manning accuser, quote unquote, looks a little loose.
3: <laughs> yes, it's, they picked it up. Oh yeah,
1: they picked it up and they were not kind to the D's. <laughs> uh, Derry is basing the this opinion on a handful of not right photos that have been making the rounds and show her posing for the camera, question mark. <laughs> sitting in a chair question mark furthermore there's no reason to think the photos are tied to anything related to peyton manning or the case they look like the kind of photos someone might take for their instagram feed or facebook profile picture it's the equivalent of seeing a woman on the street wearing a skirt whistling at her and not understanding why she's not flattered as if she put on the skirt because she wanted to impress you if she quote unquote looks a little loose or seems to be quote unquote showing off her goodies that has more to do with what the way Derry views women than it does with anything Nawright is doing. Per Detroit Sports Rag, this is nothing new for Derry, who once asked his audience to determine if ESPN's Michelle Beadle was hot or not and seems to have a penchant for posing for pics with women. <laughs> Realizing his poor judgment, Derry tried to walk back his comments later on the program and ended up stepping right back into it. Good job, good effort. A quick Google search shows that only one person in the mainstream media, which being a sports radio host, would qualify you to be, has
3: referred to her as looking loose.
1: Matt Derry.
3: End of post. Poor Derry. How many things of yours are going to get picked up by awful announcing in the last couple of months? I, mean, I Well, that's why David Harnes wanted to be my friend. I appreciate this national like, acknowledgement of how bad some of these things are. Hey, you know, we have people picking up the Drew Sharp stuff. People picking up the Mitch album stuff. You know, people say all oh, the DSR had nothing to do with the, the Mitch album thing I mean, getting out. Yeah, it did. And, and we were the reason why the Mitch album thing got out. And now Josh Mansour is the reason why we got it. But right. I mean, really, we have directly led to three different people, two of uh, which were at the Free Press in the last three or four months, becoming national targets. And, Not even that. Like the last sixty days. Sixty days. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and it's it's. You know, I, I just think it ends, uh, lends a little bit of uh, cementing of credibility what we're doing, that we're not just some lunatic screaming on a street corner. These are serious issues. And, and we're not going to go all into the dairy thing again, but you want to talk about his seeding now? I think now is the perfect well, we'll, time.
1: Well, we'll get to that. In we're we're
3: going to break down every matchup. I think matchup. he's a three, we'll he's a three
1: seed. We're not breaking up every matchup. I'm just going just, to just the interesting ones. This is where you want to talk about Fennec. Fennec versus Sippel, which would obviously be a walkover. To me, I think this comes down to Fennick versus Mazowie in this bracket. That's just my. And Fennec, it's more significant and also worse. You made a list of all the Fennick. You know what? I kind of ignored Fennec this year. Maybe wasn't you, paying attention to on, all of his.
3: You went on the forums and said that he didn't have such a bad year, which, which is re- one relatively of the worst speaking. You didn't say relatively Well, that's means, what I meant. I'm oh, clarifying it now. Even, I'm not allowed to. Oh, even if... Oh, I was okay, wrong. Okay, you're walking... I was wrong. Oh, you okay. corrected me. Okay, well, Okay. that's all I needed to hear. And so we're I was doing, wrong. So we can move on. You went on... You, you want to list some of the things that you said? Oh, God, I have to pull up the list. But off the top of my head, this is a guy who tweets out happy birthday to players. This is a guy who every spring training, including the, the year that's this year and last year that we're discussing in terms of this tournament, goes down to Lakeland and openly brags about the weather, tweets out, it's a a cool 72 degrees here, like it's hilarious. This is a guy who, and this is where it gets worse, flat out lies about stuff that he says, a very classic Lynn Henning move, by the way. This is a guy who lied about what he thought the Tigers would do. This is a guy who said that the Tigers should become buyers at the trade deadline, that they should go for it, that there's no reason to sell. And then, after being dead wrong, he was wrong to think that. He was wrong about what they would do. And then after, after Dombrowski and his parting shot with the team did a pretty nice job in getting Norris and Fulmer, et cetera, he says that he knew all along that the Tigers would sell, and he thought they should. So there's really, like, two lies there. He said they should buy and they will. Then he said they should have sold and, you know, the – and basically, praised. He's a him. pathological like, liar. It, it's he's he's just a liar. I mean, so and then huh. you you factor in the fact that he's just a, any given article is just poorly written. Right. I mean, that that's something that's going to be on his resume every year. We do the tournament. He's just a poor writer. He's a guy that a high school journalism teacher once described as an average high school journalist, a guy who would get an eleven out of fifteen for a C minus on a selected article that he wrote on Victor Martinez. I mean, so this is a a guy who would be getting C-pluses in high school for the work that he does in the Detroit Free Press. So that's always going to be there. He's not going to become a good writer. His resume is so bad, and I'm going to conclude it by saying this is a guy who, after Justin Upton News was all over Twitter, Ken Rosenthal reports, done deal. Bob Nightingale, done deal, Upton to Detroit. It's all over. Justin Upton was the number one trending topic on Twitter. Not just that he might come, but that it was done. Fennec is nowhere to be found. I have people tweeting me and you saying, where is Fennec on this? He's not even mentioning it. He's just gone. There was nothing. No commentary whatsoever. He swoops in just under an hour after the news broke that it was a done deal. A couple hours after it was reported that it would be soon done, he tweets out, I can confirm through my sources that Upton to Detroit is a done deal. This is a classic Chris Broussard move where 17 people in the media have already reported it. And then he swoops in and says, my sources also confirm it's something anybody can do. When, when has Fennec broken anything? Not only not has he. not only is he not broken like an actual story of a transaction or a hiring or a firing, he doesn't even report like Tony Paul does on the, the way the Tigers are thinking right now, right. This is, uh, he he's just, he doesn't have any inside right. sources. You're right, you're right. He's awful. Phoenix and Mad I
1: think that I think that bracket based down, you know, comes down to them, and we'll see what happens. We'll do the Jason Dixon region. We'll go over that, and you agree. I mean, you think Phoenix going to win?
3: Obviously, yeah. yes.
1: Okay. Yeah. Which it would be his first fucked up four. will and should. Which yeah. would be his first fucked up four. Well-earned. All right, so the Jason Dixon region, named after the former PD at 105.1. I'm sure next year this will be called the uh, Dave Shore region when he's no longer employed. He might be gone any day. You know what? If he gets fired before this tournament's over or starts, we will rename this to the Dave Shore region. Uh, The 1 seed, Drew Sharp against Rod Beard, the 16 seed, Detroit News beat writer. 8 versus 9, Matt Shepard versus Jim Brandstatter. Battle of Michigan Broadcasters. Five versus 12, Greg Krupa against Bernie Smilovitz. Your boy might get upset in the first round. I mean, Bernie uh, is not exactly a popular figure on the DSR after basically stealing your wrong story about Brad Osmus. That that will be a very interesting matchup because I think if Krupa can get by Smilovitz, he could make a little bit of a run. I think
3: if Osmus actually gets fired, I, I advocate for Smilovitz being like a one or a two. Yeah, I, <laughs> like he, yeah you know, he got off right. the hook. Like us <laughs> being wrong. Right. We well, got him off the hook here. I, I agree with that. If he, like, he, I'd be way more bad. Oh, we were irate. Like, yeah, <laughs> he, like, stole my counterfeit money. It's yeah. like, it's like <laughs> I'm kind of mad on principle. He stole but, your like, counterfeit like, money. It's like, <laughs> like, like, awesome. Like, it's very mean of you, but like you didn't really deprive me of anything meaningful. Exactly. Four versus
1: 13, Vince Ellis versus Sean Belisian. Uh, this is the first tournament we will ever have where there is only one Vince, Detroit uh, Pistons beat writer, as Goodwill is now in Chicago. I'm sure a bracket or region will be named after him one of these years. Six versus 11, Rex Road. Joe Rex Road against Matthew B. Morey. What Do you, you have any comments on Rex Road maybe making a run here?
3: Well, Rex Road is the better version of Graham Couch. I'm just a total homer that doesn't do anything of substance in the media. Not quite the cheerleader that Graham Couch is. Graham Couch has pom-poms that he's waving every game for Michigan State. Rex Road doesn't do that so much as he doesn't challenge anything. He stinks, but I don't have any strong opinions about him.
1: The 14-seed Dan Deardor Michigan Broadcaster going up against Awful Announcing's headline feature right now, Matt Derry. Matt Derry getting a three-seat in the bracket with Drew Sharp. Wow, this is a loaded, loaded bracket in region. Jeff Seidel, 7 versus 10 against... Mario and
3: Pemba. Do you think Derry has any chance? I'm not, No one's going to be sharp, but does he has any, any chance to make it interesting against Drew Sharp? We will see. I could see it being like
1: 65 35, which would be closer than. You know. I, I will say this Mitch Album is a two seed against Angelique Shingles. So in this one region, the ones, the, the one, two, and three are Sharp, Album, and Derry. And it's probably the toughest bracket, but I still don't think there's any chance that the play, unrepentant
3: player loses. and two victim blamers. I I, I kind of like have nice yeah. nice in one town bracket. To
1: in one bracket,
3: you've got three guys who've made national news since December fifteenth. Like, what year is this? Like, what year are we living in now? Where the liberals in town, the alleged liberal-minded individuals are blaming victims of rape for being raped, and I, it's I'm whatever. I mean, it's that bracket's a nightmare. That, it does. It's absolutely just what an indictment. A horror tree of horrors,
1: right there. It's it's really. Business Incredible. is booming at the DSR. It is really amazing that you have one bracket with just so many, so much awful in it. That guy, I mean, and Krupa is the five who you were like a dark horse guy because obviously the tweets were you
3: were just Krupa, reading. Krupa is the worst journalist in town. Just, I he's mean,
1: not a yeah. You can't say he's a he's a cheerleader.
3: Well, the right. One, I, I mean, mean, he is other, a journalist. Other
1: other than you know plagiarism, the second rule of sports writing, which I'm sure Terry Foster will be teaching at his Oakland University symposium is you can't root and cheer in the the press box not only is krupa cheering which nobody would be able to see if he was just doing it in front of you know keith gave and bob duff he's doing it on twitter for the world to see like he doesn't care
3: and he's applauding dance moves of individual fans at the Jolos arena and openly celebrating the dj selections for music during tv timeouts i mean I think he's the biggest embarrassment oh, in the entire how field. Impl- how was he employed?
1: How was he? He's and he's a and like you said, I, I know the relevance issue. but He's a five seed, and the guy I've never I follow a lot of people on Twitter in the media, beat writers in other towns, guys who cover the team for a living who get paid by the owner. Never seen anything like Greg Rupa, and he's got no chance. Uh, Drew Sharp will take that uh, Jason Dixon region down. I'm almost positive. We will take a break and we will break down the other two regions real quickly and then we'll get to some Pistons talk about the trade they made to end the show. We will be back after one break.
2: We put this festival on you! This is a previously recorded episode. I
1: have no idea what we were just listening to. What was that?
2: Ah, uh, shit, I don't know. Oh, Aces.
1: Oh, that was a song that was requested by. Uh,
2: Fucking and the Bullshit. Topher Bushes.
1: Ryan, the Russian hitman. Russian hitman. We've known the guy for years on the website, and we never knew what he looked like. We, as a matter of fact, I mean, I really legitimately thought there was like a thirty percent chance he was Greg Brady from who used to be on WDFN who just got fired last week from Five Ninety the Fan in Toronto. I really thought it was a good. I mean, there was no pictures of him anywhere on the internet, no pictures on his Facebook account, and he was like the number one fan of Greg Brady. I would not have put it past Brady. To have some fake name
3: on the DSR. Oh, he's he was involved in some shenanigans during his DFN days, right? So. Exactly, which we won't go into. But oh,
1: Topher, but Topher, he, he he sent a picture yesterday, and like you said, he, he looked like a Russian hitman. And it, we don't really we really need him to post a picture. That says hi, I'm Topher Ryan. Um, but I'm not sure we'll ever get that. So the mystery still continues. And he might if Lynn goes into birth, or, you know, goes into labor sometime in the next week. Next Tuesday, we'll have a Red Wings podcast, and I think Topher is going to be part of that. It's going to be a uh, roundtable. Hopefully, uh, Art Regner will be on, Anthony Ciotti, Prashanth, Iyer.
3: Yeah, you guys can have your hockey podcast. While
1: while you're having uh, birth to Evelyn Spiro. All right, so the uh, Gene Myers region, we're going to run through real quick and get your general thoughts. 1 versus 16, Lynn Henning versus Josh Katzenstein in the battle of two Detroit newswriters who
3: hate my guts with nice a passion. Nice of you to give Katzenstein the 16 seed, which is you know considered a compliment, even after the fact that he asked me at the Final Four, what's there to like about Jeff Moss? Look, good is good, and I will not
1: bury a guy just because he doesn't like me. Hell, I'm still married to my wife, and I'm not sure if she likes me on a day-to-day basis. Well, when you fart during the Super Bowl. Oh, please. That was not me, Anthony Dinsmore. Eight versus nine, Sean Windsor versus Chris Ayotte. Brad Galley is the five seed versus Rob Parker is a 12. Uh, Brad Galley basically getting a five seed for just being an absolute child. Taylor Swift, Jimmy Fallon. I mean, anything that this guy likes pop culture-wise is total puke garbage, and that's why he got the five seed. He's running into someone with a little increased momentum,
3: Rob Parker, who was one of the last four entries into the bracket and as far as i know the only member in the field that tried to run you over with a car exactly
1: that's that's how bad this fucking town is a guy tried to run me over in a beat-up jeep cherokee outside of time with like time out or 24 Attemptive seconds or manslaughter. Yeah, tried to keep, really? <laughs> and he only got a 12 seat, jessica
3: that's how bad this tournament is. You have to go, like, 50 deep to find the guys that tried to kill us.
2: <laughs> it's, it's, it's insane. Somebody literally tried to run you over a car. It's on film. It's on film. Not to mention, Why? he
1: had to get in as a play-in. He couldn't even. <laughs> a guy who tried to kill me only gets a 12 seed. Wow. Uh, the four The four in that bracket is Ryan Armani versus the 13 Dennis Fithian. Uh, Mark Snyder, who looks like a rat, number six, versus Dan Leach, who looks like a rat. That would be the rat matchup right there. Mark Snyder versus Dan Leach. Wow, that's that's going to be a bomb burner. Your boy Graham Couch, number three, against Ashley Scobie, 14. Ashley Scobie, who, by the way writes for CBS.com. Uh, you or, never did go after her like you promised. No. <laughs> Ashley Scobie, she's only a 14, even though she stated on Twitter that if she knew that you were the one taunting Andre Drummond because of your affiliation with this website, she wouldn't have wrote about it. She only gets a 14. Uh, just once again, you know, proving how bad this bracket is. Rico Baird, the 7, versus Rick Mahorn, the 10. And then last year's champion, who has no chance... He's a better chance of losing a hundred pounds or having sex with a woman willingly. Scott Anderson. He just against, didn't, he didn't stand out at all this year.
3: No, I don't even know. He was just the same old crap. There was nothing new to present. Yeah, he just
1: well, I think he was another one who basically was begging the Tigers to buy at the deadline. But but he, he that's nothing new for the slow, slap, slappy, you know, virginal manatee. He's going against number fifteen. Mickey Redmond. That's an interesting bracket because I think Henning's got a pretty easy time in that. I don't really see the two is Anderson. I cannot see him
3: getting back to the fucked up four. The three is Couch. A, couch is as bad as anyone, to, but he's not big enough. I, when you write about one of the college teams, it's a lot harder to, to make it. He it, barely sneaks in qualifying anyway because he's kind
1: of he's a yeah, writer, in state writer, Lansing State Journal. He,
3: Henning's going to make the fucked up four in a
1: Again, which yes. I think is every single year. Buffalo Bills. Yeah, he, he the Buffalo Bills. Or the Susan Lucci, as I think Krieger said on the on the uh, the page, he'll probably lose in the final again, which would be incredible. Uh, the other bracket that was the Gene Myers region. The other is the E.G. Mitchell region, and that is the number one seed, Terry Foster. Once again, a one seed who really I don't see any chance of him winning for a second time. As bad as his 2015 was, uh, writing. Writing, lying, denying that he was forced out by the paper. His Xfinity ads on his Twitter and Instagram account. uh, Just a total abortion. And I still have to lay him at about, you know, 125 to 1 as an individual entrant to win this tournament. Number 16 seed, he's going against Mike Valente, an interesting twist. So the uh, two broadcasters for the number one rated sports talk show in Detroit go up against each other. Eight versus nine, Tim Twentyman, who really another one who really didn't set. You know, he didn't really have a big same 2015, old, same old crap. same old Tim Twentyman against uh, the only combined entrant in the tournament. The only one we've ever done is a uh, duo, Bill McAllister and Sarah Fouracre. Who we always just put together because they're really not on a sports show, and it would be kind of criminal to give Sarah Fouracre her own seed or really McAllister yeah, for
3: that defensible. Once choice. again,
1: Jessica. Bill McAllister, a gentleman who a few weeks ago we talked about challenging me to a fight. The guy wants to beat me
3: up. He can only get a nine seed. Alex Jones challenging Piers Morgan to a boxing
1: <laughs> wow. match on <in> CNN.
2: <laughs> you know? Can you imagine? clearly, this isn't about you, and uh, and what physical harm may or may not come to no. you. It's unbelievable. <laughs> you got
3: guys trying to run him over in the car. You got guys challenging him to boxing matches, and MMA like, style. Uh, you you have you have guys the, breaking the into way. the podcast file and crashing the system. <sighs> It's just one thing after another. (laughs) I have breaking news. I just got a message, and I hate to do this to you on the air, Moss, but here we go. I'm Uh just going to read this message. Uh Uh-oh. Hey, Justin. I won the Red Wings tickets on last week's podcast. I emailed Jeff Moss my address, but he has not responded, and I have not received any tickets. If they were not sent yet, that's fine. I was kind of hoping that maybe you knew what was going on with these tickets. Are you kidding me? Apparently, you have completely... Renigged. Yeah, I just, reneged. He'll
1: get the tickets. Calm nice. down. This Junior. Greg, <laughs> junior, Greg Gaynor Jr. Settle down. I'm you'll getting, get the tickets. Uh,
3: he's very upset. Oh, that's,
1: he, he says have to you, live with he it. He says
3: you ignored his messages. I'm a busy guy. I'll get to it. Calm
1: down. You'll get Red Wings tickets. Uh, i got to talk to CaliTickets.com to get those tickets. So the five in that region is Pac Caputo against the 12. Jim Price. Number four, Ansar Khan, M.Y. Red Wings beat writer against Kurt Menching. And Mensching got to the fucked up four, or did he get to the lead eight last He got, year? He got to the instrument eight. Excrement eight. eight, yeah. excrement eight. Uh, Mark Fellhauer, number six against Dan Miller, 11. I, I, I gave Miller 11 this year because I got to give the guy credit. Ever since the plagiarism scandal of Drew Sharp, he has not put him on work. That can't be a coincidence. He's almost on every other week. Definitely every once every three weeks. I think he, I think I don't don't think Miller wants the heat for putting him on that he's going to get. I don't think that's a coincidence. Do you? No,
3: no. I, I think that was a conscious choice on Dan Miller's
1: part. So he's an eleven this year. I think he was a two last year. Bob Wojanowski three just for basically just having a voice that he could use and he still doesn't.
3: I don't even know. If, I don't even talent. know if Mojo is eligible. Are we taking retirees? Are we taking retirees? Guy's been Hall of Fame eligible for nine years. <laughs> Wojo against Tori Petri, who uh, is the,
1: I don't know, social media person for the Lions and does the uh, updating of the website. Number seven, Jamie Samuelson against Matt Char- Carboneau, who is another, what, Spartans beat writer. Michigan say honk. And uh, number two, the last bracket seating is Helene St. James. Who was a number two seed, the Red Wings Free Press beat writer versus number fifteen Mickey York, and I just want to make one last comment about this, and we'll take another break, and then we'll bring Jasper on to talk about the Pistons. But this really is the year seeding wise of the Red Wing beat writer and the Michigan State beat writer. I think they both, those groups, both had sensational
3: years of horrible writing. I, I argue Michigan State's the worst. I in, in terms of just the collective. I mean, maybe it's because I read them a lot more. Yeah, so as obviously. much as I love the Red Wings, I mean, I I'm wearing like seven Spartan things right now. So I mean, I'm just I'm more exposed. No, to
1: it. exactly. And the Red, but the Red Wings beat Red. Right yeah, up. you I'm actually just, look
2: like you're still attending State.
3: Looks like yeah, the Jolly Green I, Giant. I haven't let go of my <laughs> Michigan State connection. Can we skip this break and go right to Jasper? I got to leave Sorry. in twelve minutes. I mean, let's fourteen bring, minutes. Let's, you don't want to go to a break? Let's bring him in. Is, is, he, is on? he on the line right now? Jasper, are you there? Yes, I am. All right, am. let's How bring him in. Guys? I'm, I'm doing well. We have uh, less than 50 minutes. Can until we say I'm, one real quick thing here? Yeah, go ahead.
1: Uh, who do you like in that bracket? That's the that's the Foster, the one, and St. James, the two. Could a Red Wings female beat writer? No,
0: Foster, Foster. No, no chance. Yeah, thank no you. No chance. She's not She's not reviled on, even, a, on a wide enough scale. Don't even
1: you know realize the, the people voting is. are DSR readers, right?
0: Eh, yeah, I understand. But even at that level, most of them don't care. I mean, you have to understand – People have voted for Sharp for years, even though the DSR elite has, has consistently argued uh, against anyone voting for him because we knew that's what he'd want, uh, although this year is obviously a, a change of pace.
3: I agree. So so I, we're going to get into the disagreement I have with you, Jasper, in a minute, but first let's talk about the news today, the trade. I'm just going to open it up to you. What do you think of the trade with the Orlando Magic today?
0: Well, uh, at, at the very least, I really like it, and at best, I love it. Um, it it's, it's a long-term trade, and that's how people need to look at it. Uh, Tobias Harris is a 23-year-old kid, still really young, ton of potential, kind of growing into himself still. Um, uh, DSR contributor Scott Anderson made a great point today. Scott Skiles down in Orlando really hurt his development in this year in, in a lot of ways. Uh, offensively, he regressed. Defensively, he got better, but then again, it's the a Scott Skiles coached team, so those, those generally do better on defense year one uh, no matter what. So it, it's a long-term deal. Um, I like it. There are a ton of questions, though, surrounding this trade.
3: Well, like what? I mean, you tell me. What other questions? Can I
1: interrupt questions? for a
3: second? Yeah, go ahead.
1: I just heard sort a of gunshot. What was that? <laughs> Jessica,
2: what was you that? you so fucking dramatic. Can you please turn the
1: lights out? There's a sniper <laughs> wearing wearing a Detroit Lions jersey. <laughs> and one of those lion heads outside with a <laughs> oh rifle across God. the building.
0: Oh, jeez. Justin, you, you, you better hide the... Turn uh, the lights off, for Christ's of sake. Yeah.
3: No, no, <laughs> we are we're to go sing. We
1: are never going to sing again. Just All right, so the kidding. trade was Tobias Harris for Ilyasova <laughs> and Jennings. Now, let me ask you a question. It seems to me a two-for-one when the Pistons weren't very deep in the first place is not a trade for this year. I don't know Tobias Harris from Tobias Funke from Arrested Development. Uh, I've probably seen him play maybe twice in my life. And, you know, but just as, as a layman here who watches the Pistons, um, you know, not as in-depth as some of the other sports teams in this town, it just seems like they're trading away uh, some depth here for the future. Is that Correct.
0: Yeah, and and I can't confirm or deny whether uh, Tobias Harris wears cut-off jorts underneath his clothes. But uh, he definitely, yes, this is a long-term deal. Uh, You look at the backcourt, it's going to take a step backwards. Uh, Losing Brandon Jennings means Steve Blake is going to step back into the role. Um, And since the Pistons are already over the cap, largely due to getting rid of Josh Smith last year, uh, it's not like they can re-sign somebody. Uh, who's a free agent, DJ Augustine comes to mind. So they can't re sign somebody. They need to make another move. If they're going to increase their backcourt depth. So, and the same thing goes for the power forward position. Now, what I'm seeing a lot of uh, online is that Harris is going to go power forward. He was playing power forward in Orlando. I think a big reason they traded him was because they wanted Aaron Gordon to step into that role more. So, um, but ultimately, yeah, this is going to hurt the spacing even more than it already was. The uh, you know, Pistons are are a bottom ten, uh, bottom five actually, shooting team from three. So Ilyasova was one of their better shooters. Tobias Harris, he's a 31% three point shooter. He had helped, he had gotten a little better last year. He was shooting about 36% from three, but he stepped back again this year. So uh, really, this is a trade where it's They need to go out in free agency. They need to sign some backcourt depth. They need to go and get some shooters. Jody Meeks coming back next year will definitely help. It doesn't look like he's going to be back this year. So that kind of stinks, but it is what it is. So if they can go after somebody like maybe Ryan Anderson, maybe see if he'll take a little less money this off season, don't forget they have to re-sign Drummond, but they have his bird right. So they can go over the cap in order to sign him. So, I would be shocked if they didn't make some moves for some shooters this off season. I'd be very surprised if they didn't try and get another stretch four in there. Um, you Look at the uh, magic teams that Stan Van Gundy had. He had Richard Lewis playing power forward. Another guy who really uh, like Tobias Harris doesn't quite fit the mold of a traditional power forward, but he shot 40% from three when he was in Orlando. So if Harris can do something similar to that somehow, or if they could put Tolliver in there, maybe short-term, have Harris come off the bench. Like I said, there's a lot of questions here. Jasper, I've got, got to interrupt really this program
1: for an emergency Netflix. announcement. This, from the Twitter account of uh, one of the participants in the bracket, one Kurt Menching from Bless You Boys website. Uh, i got to read this tweet just from a few moments ago. Quote, holy shit. Just go ahead and fire him right now at Detroit Sports 5, uh, 1051. And then he linked the awful announcing article about Derry's comments. Uh, Twitter is ablaze with bombings of Matt Derry
0: right now. Uh, well, he's never going to get his name up on the wall of honor in Newhouse at this
1: point. Yeah, are you ashamed that you attend the same school as Rat Drary? Uh, Syracuse Uh, University,
0: not as ashamed as that school seems to be. Uh, (laughs) We we have a wall of fame up in uh, our new house sports media center. Matt Dairy's name is conspicuously absent.
3: So
1: yeah, I will say I have seen some pictures of Jasper on social media where he does look a little loose. (laughs) I will say that Jasper,
0: I look. I, I can't know, I thought say that when I met him too, to but for, what what Justin's about to start yelling at me for. But maybe it's based on what I'm dressed as. You know, who knows?
1: You know yeah. that one picture of you in that football jersey that looked <laughs> a little loose. I'm not going to lie to you. You were really I, oh, showing. Right. You know, the uniform looked a little yeah, loose. You were <laughs> showing off. The, you uniform uniform were showing off the goods, Jasper.
0: I was going to say the uniform probably looks loose because uh, I have the arm arm definition of Anne Frank. <laughs> um, oh my so, god. We Jasper, yeah, Jasper, just I, lost a sponsor.
1: I think that we were just told we have now.
3: Jasper dates a, a <laughs> model out in California who is obviously you know fitting the model of being very thin. Speaking of Jasper, I, I think she quick? could beat you up. I was oh, page. I think Paige could do a number the, the, on Jasper. You know, she's, a,
0: she's got the next crack after I beat up Jessica. So yeah,
3: okay. <laughs> Let me ask you a question.
1: Oh, right, you're Jasper. going down, Jasper. I know that when <laughs> when she was living in New York, a uh, page, your girlfriend, was hit on by Steve Stamkos, and he gave her uh, herpes? The, His email address the, no no, no, not herpes her the email address do you think Paige yeah, could maybe you think Paige maybe could like send a lingerie pick to stamp along with a you know just wondering where you think you'll be next year? I'm looking to move, and uh <laughs> you know maybe we the, the dsr can get a scoop on stamp next year, you know she should maybe you know float the idea that she's thinking about uh, doing some theater in Toronto maybe. You know, maybe mm-hmm, moving back mm-hmm. back to Detroit or something. You know, you yeah. Might want to try I'll, that. I'll
0: make sure to have her ask. I'm sure he'll uh, he'll really appreciate it. He's been waiting on that email back for about two and a half years now, so it's got to be got to pretty ancient.
3: <laughs> Who gives their email address?
0: Jesus. Uh, Santos apparently.
3: Okay, Jasper. You know, we got to move on here because I have a few minutes left, and we I got to be honest with you. I, I feel weird bringing you on as our Pistons correspondent when you have the most prevalent issue with this organization, dead, flat, wrong. And I have to say, <laughs> you, are, you are so wrong on Andre Drummond. This is a guy who, for the listeners that don't know already, Jasper says can be the number one and most important and best player on an NBA champion, even though there is zero evidence in the entire history of the NBA of a single NBA champion being led by a mental midget half as soft mentally as Andre Drummond
0: well, I, I, see here's the thing that I keep on taking issue with there's a huge difference between most important and the leader and the guy you know what I mean like there, there's a huge difference there it doesn't the, the thing that Andre Drummond does is he opens up the rest of the floor for everybody else and he grabs a bunch of rebounds he gets all the post-play you need. You don't need him to be Tim Duncan out there. You don't need to get him the ball 10, 15. You don't even need to get him the ball 20, 25 times a game. That's not the point.
3: Here we Look, go. Here it we comes go. Here down it come, the last two
0: minutes, who's hands are the ball going to be in?
3: Here, Ke- Jackson. Okay. Yeah, we're going to talk about the technical aspects Jasper, of basketball Jasper, here. That's doesn't great. Doesn't Spiro, when he disagrees with you, just get so condescending? Yeah, here is – Here's the problem. I just, I just have no time for this. Oh, you know, two-three zone. We're going to have dump. no time for, you. Wait, wait, I'm sorry. You have no time for this.
0: You're the one who brought it up. I have
3: no. no. <laughs> I have, fair enough.
0: I, I have no time
3: for these weak arguments. When this is not what I'm talking about, I, I'm like Taylor Phillips. I have no patience for bad takes in my Twitter feed right now. <laughs> look, look, I, I'm not talking. Yeah, he's a good player. I'm not, he's a great player. I would even say. I, I think you know he's in that second tier. He's you know he's not a super duper star, but he's a very very good player. I'm not disputing that. So you can you can. Yeah, you he's can, also 22. Oh, okay, that's great. The fact is. No one with that mentality ever has been the most important. Can I step in here? Is an
1: arbiter of this,
0: this the, the debate? Well, you agree with me. J- I mean, I just i Jasper's think that's absolutely ridiculous. Jasper, the guy is mentally weak. How are you saying He's, that nobody guy is has ever weak. won an NBA championship like that? You don't know these guys. Social media wasn't a oh, thing 20, 30, 40 years ago. Please. Okay,
3: well, you you name me the player that you think was a mental midget that won then. I mean, it, it, you don't need social media. Twitter didn't exist when Rashid Wallace was raw weed Wallace and the jailblazers were a thing. I mean, the Facebook hadn't even been invented yet, and everyone knew that they, he was a cancer, and yeah, he can win a title when he's like the third or fourth most important player on the team. But uh, you can't have it. You cannot what? and will not ever win a title with a guy that, Mentally soft as your most important player,
0: you're, you're probably not even your second most important player. He needs to be the third well, most important. Right player. there, you just you just weakened your own argument. You bring up Rasheed Wallace. You say, "Oh, Rashid Wallace." Guy's he, he, a mental mention, absolutely. And guess what? They won a title with him as their most important. Oh, player. okay. we are going to go here and say, how, well, are the, the and is, how, <laughs> "How are you the basketball correspondent for this show?" Because you appointed him.
3: that. how are you the basketball correspondent for the show when you say something like that? <laughs> I love
0: Rasheed Wallace more important than Billups. I could, I could but hear what Rasheed Wallace did was he brought a level of offensive and defensive. Versatility, yeah, he was very the important. I don't. The most hold on, can I interrupt
1: this for help? one no, second? He wasn't a mental defense? midget Look, either. I don't think. Not in the same. Not in the same vein as Drummond. No, he was, but he, he, he was. Wait a second. Galaxy, you think though. that? Do you? I don't think that Rasheed Wallace would go to
3: security and say, "You got to ban someone for life." Well, for, no, Drummond's worse. But when you can't say the guy who weeds the NBA God, historically God, technical fouls by a mile is not a mental midget. It's, a,
1: it's a well, The guy I'm got saying. thrown out I of game six argument, against the Cavaliers. Well, you know who lead,
0: I mean, look, you know who leads the NBA in technical fouls this year? Your boy, Draymond Green, leads the NBA in
3: tech. I'm not saying technical fouls is the only consideration. Did, not, Dray, did Draymond Green get, to to get himself thrown out of a game six when he would be automatically suspended for a game seven if, if his team had pulled it out? I mean, anyway, Draymond, technical fouls are not the only consideration. That's one of many. The fact that Rashid Wallace can stop smoking weed was a big consideration as well. And the fact that he was lazy. Draymond Green is certainly not lazy. But that sure. aside, that aside I, 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 you know, I have respect for your basketball knowledge, and you can break down the 2-3 zone, and you can talk about spacing and this, and you're, you're out of my league in that sense. I'll give you that, but how do you get this this wrong?
0: Andre Drummond you know, look, cannot look, be, look. Hey, who the ha- – I, I, we brought up Tobias Harris, Rashard Lewis. You know who almost won an NBA title? Dwight Howard. Oh, great, Dwight Howard. That's, oh, the most Dwight Howard. That's your example. That the guy, the guy who gets passed
3: around like a hot potato in the entire history oh, of the oh, league. Oh, come on. You're naming oh, wait, wait, wait. me a a runner-up as your. This you is the guy you're a, holding a, you, up. No,
0: there's a look. First off, that team probably isn't the runner-up if Jameer Nelson doesn't go down. Oh, okay, here, here. First comes. off, See, there it is. Okay, there Se- it is. Second comes off, the that team, Dwight Howard, before he got the back injury. Let's be honest, Dwight Howard in Orlando and Dwight Howard once he had that back injury and went to LA, totally different players. Third, Andre Drummond is already offensively, not defensively, far better than than Dwight Howard ever was. Far better. Has a better post game. And he doesn't really even have a post game. Look, the fact of the matter is Andre Drummond's a 22-year-old kid the kid, spirit. I don't like him. Birthday. We don't like him. I, I took his shoe and phone. I took his I shoe and I put it in my closet. Like you're doing underhand motions all day. This is a guy who
3: attacks fans after games because they motion to him underhanded. This is a guy. This is your general patent. I can't. You can have him. I can't he's wait. Till, I can't wait till tomorrow, look, look. I, hey.
1: Jasper. I can't wait till tomorrow when I call the sports talk radio station in PM Drive in Washington D.C. and I incite their fan base. To do the underhand motion all game long to Andre Drummond, you might want to bet. You might want to bet on the Bullets tomorrow night.
0: Well, I, my, my, friend, my roommate would be very happy to hear that. But um, uh, look, the fact of the matter is, this is a team that is built around Andre Drummond. What you're suggesting is to trade him to Boston for two first round picks. And where do I uh, sign Jay up? Crowder. Jay where do Crowder. I sign up? And Jay Crowder. Yeah. Now one of those of all, picks so, being so the that's Brooklyn my pick. The argument both them. You there yeah. is that you're arguing to trade the guy. Yes. you are going to trade the guy. I want to trade him for crazy. two
3: top five picks and a very good like maybe six man or
0: even L- solid Listen, Listen Jasper. I, He's twenty two. He's Spiro. arguably the second best center in the NBA. In Jasper 22 Spiro 22 is not as gold.
1: magnanimous as me. When someone tries to kill him, he doesn't make him a 12 seed. He wants him shipped out of town.
0: Ridiculous. I just I think that's absolutely ridiculous. You are arguing to send a guy who is a durable center with a high upside who's gotten better every single year. You should be able has... to get a lot
3: for that guy. That's my point. What's I'm up? not saying he sucks. You keep saying he's 22. He's good. He's going to get even better. I'm not disputing any of that. You're doing so the Mihir Bahagyar. Yeah, yeah. the fact that Mahir is on your side on anything should be very alarming to you. By the way, the guy's well, wrong. That, on is, literally... that is
0: that is the cause of concern.
3: Poor Mahir, <laughs> shrapnel. Mahir Mahir's the worst sports taker in the history of the DSR. The Brandon of the DSR.
0: Well, you know, well, I, that's I, mean. here's the back of the matter, Justin. If you if you trade Andre Drummond, you're basically throwing in the towel for the next three years. Good, because you am not going to win anyway. Minimum. That's ridiculous. You have a team that's built to, in the next three years, take the next leap into being contenders. You have the foundation. Give me Ben Simmons and another
3: top five pick today. You don't know anything about this issue. You will be (laughs) proven wrong. I I feel bad for you.
0: Yes, yes. All right, I'm sorry. Hey, let's just keep kicking it down the road, all right, Sam? Our food's here. You want to – hey, maybe we should – you know what they should do? They should actually – they should draft three more centers. That way it'll be – oh, that is brilliant. Should just All to right,
1: we gotta, the, we forever. gotta go. I gotta we get gotta, out of here. We gotta I, you're you're get out of here. You're making me stupider. Um, uh, hope the thanks, undercard Jasper. is coming up next. So stick around for that. Hopefully Theo will not be trying to sabotage. Oh that my God! Show. Shut your
2: face. <laughs> I, will be, I
1: will be looking both sides of the road. I, hopefully Bob, Who, who's the, trying uh, to pr-
0: sabotage more, Theo with uh, with the DSR podcast or Justin with the Pistons' winning chances <laughs> in the next five years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we will debate that next week. Hopefully Bob, the proprietor of this place, will walk us both to our cars <laughs> because I am a little worried that one Gridiron Go Gridiron Lions Theo Spite is going to accost us in the parking lot across the street. Have a good Jessica week, everyone.
0: self-defense. She can protect you.
1: Jessica's got a baseball bat and mace, as we've learned in past episodes. Yeah, so maybe I'll just, her. maybe, maybe, a can give me a, maybe she, she can give me a piggyback right on the way out. We'll be back <laughs> next Tuesday. Thanks for everything and have a good night.
2: This is a previously recorded episode.